We want bigger gardens and not bigger buildings and stages. We want bigger gardens, not bigger buildings. So he created us to be a garden. It's not about the building. We can take the garden from here. We can take it out into beyond the four walls of the church because it's not about buildings. It's about building a garden for him and being that garden. Um, I kind of didn't want to take up too much time because I want my husband to come up here and speak and then we have an exercise, but as he comes up and shares his part, I wanted to share a dream that the Lord gave me. It was a couple nights ago and I remember, and obviously lately I've been having so many dreams about labor. (laughs) And so I had a dream and I turned to my husband and I said, wow, that labor was so easy, which obviously some labors are not easy. (laughs) So I was like, this has got to be a God dream. Um, and so I turned, I turned to him and I told him, How is, why, why was it so easy? And I remember him saying to me, it's because you're so intimate with me. And I woke up from that dream and I immediately felt the father all over it just because in the dream he represented the father. So things that could take years of birthing or it could be a hard process when we're intimate with the father, it's like it doesn't even take that long or the process is just easy and smooth. And so it's so important to just be in relationship with the Father and just to know, like, you are intimate with me, and that's why it came so easy for you. Um, when you're in covenant relationships, things come easy. There's no striving. There's a song, and it says, there's no striving. You just abide in me. That's all it takes is just abiding in me. And so I really wanted to encourage you guys because, I don't know, the garden, I've spoken a message about the garden before, Um but it was nothing like this. I asked the Lord to give me a, um, a fresh word, fresh manna, not yesterday's manna. And so um, this right here, this was all birthed just a few days ago. And so um, that was what was really important to me was to be sure that the Lord was on it, that it was fresh and not old. But David's going to share um, what he wants to share on his part. And it's going to kind of go hand in hand with what I was talking about. That's so good. <laughs> Man, that's so good, babe. For real, that's that's why I marry you. No. <laughs> that's so good, though. For real, that's just and uh, <clears throat> just going back what she's talking about. That's just that's what it's about. It really is just the garden. What we're you know, if you think about it, <clears throat> uh, if you think about it. Sorry, my throat, but I have my voice. But anyway, uh, in Genesis, it talks about <clears throat> how basically after God created the earth. And man, he found rest. It was always God's dream to be intimate with humanity. And that's when he found rest. Literally, he's always, but he found rest once he made the earth and man. He found rest then because his dream was fulfilled. His work was done because he found a place now where he can dwell with us. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> so anyway, it's so good, man. That was so good. So the garden, so anyway, we know though what happened with Adam and Eve, right? They fell into temptation and basically they lost what there was in the garden. Sin came into the world, distraction came into the world, away from that intimate spot. So basically, what was the way to get back to that place? What did God do for us to get back into the garden face-to-face relationship with him and its priesthood? 
It's you ministering to him. What is priesthood? I'm going to get into it, and but that's what it is. It's priesthood. And we're priests. And like I said, we're going to get into that more and more. Not too deep tonight, but still though, to understand that we're priests. And that's the thing that God established here on earth in order for us to get back to the garden. Worship, priesthood was never mentioned <clears throat> until the fall of man. That's when it was mentioned. Why? Because that was the way we reconnect with him, with our lover in the garden, was through priesthood. It was through worship, ministering to him one-on-one. So yeah, we're going to dive into that. And it's pretty cool because just to give you all some things as a curriculum I'm working on, and basically it's all about priesthood. So if you're interested in that, you know, maybe one day I'm able to get it done and teach it, but it's all about priesthood. Like I said, I'm not talking about just to give you a heads up. That's just what it's about. Like what you inherit, your sonship, you know, priesthood and sonship go hand to hand. What you inherit, you know, and also not just that, but also what they wore and how it's also connected to the beauty of God by what they wore. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So anyway, <clears throat> the word uh, the word priest was actually used 700 times in the Old Testament. It's pretty much, if you were a priest then the Old Testament, you're basically literally almost like on the same equal level as the king. You had the same influence as the king. It's just once again, they treated priesthood and they treated priests with such honor because they knew that was, they're the ones that ministered to God. They're almost like the ones that please God. That's really what they were, honestly. They were the ones that please God, the priests were. So there's another like, whoa, okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. In the Old Testament... You know, the veil was there for a reason. The main, the main reason why the veil was there was because it, whenever somebody went there and they saw that veil, it literally would basically remind them, like, I'm not allowed to go beyond that veil because of what I've done, my sin. That's what the veil was there for. It, it would literally tell them, a regular person would tell them, like, I'm not allowed to go past that because I'm not holy. I'm, you know, I'm defiled. I did some things I messed up, but the priest can go in there and sacrifice the animal for me to basically get me healed. <clears throat> and um, it's so cool because um, I'm gonna. We all know, and it's in First uh, Peter two eight, I believe. It's a, uh, you know, we we were chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We know that, but it just gives us once again our identity about a royal priesthood. That's who we are. And Hebrews four fourteen. I'm gonna read this real quick. It says, "So then, since we have a great high priest."
2 Samuel 6, David comes onto the scene. Like I said, if you haven't heard the story, it's amazing. But David comes onto the scene. He's bringing the ark back. And this story in 2 Samuel 6 is David. He's dancing. Now we're, this is literally when his, it's his time to shine in this story. It's 2 Samuel 6. It's his time to shine. This is David's time to say, I'm finally king. I went through, you know, so many you know, storms, so many hardships. I was in caves. I was in wilderness alone. People chasing me to murder me, like literally. And now this is his time to shine, to dress up as a king and to come in here. But he didn't. He was dressed as what, if you don't know? He was dressed as a priest, not a king. He was dressed as a priest. It literally says David was wearing his priestly garments as he was coming into the land. As he was coming into the land, bringing the Ark of the Covenant back. He was bringing this back because he was literally showing the people what we do. <laughs> he was showing the people because, because uh, the last king before him was King Saul. And, you know, demonic man twisted. And what he did, he killed every priest in the land. There was about 88, 89 of them. He killed them all. That's bad. <laughs> he killed every single priest Saul did. And literally, a few chapters later from that incident, the ark got stolen from Saul. So think about that. He killed the priest, and then the ark got stolen, which was the presence of God. And then David comes now, a few years later, I believe, he comes now dressed as a priest, and he took the ark back to the city. Not dressed as a king, but dressed as a priest. Because I believe us as priests... Literally, when you, we are called to, I think right now in the region and everywhere we go, we want to establish priesthood so we can establish the presence. That's what it's about. And that's what David knew. He knew it was about priesthood. He knew it was about ministering to God more than anything else. 
And us as priests now, a royal generation, a chosen priesthood, this was God's plan all along. He knew it. This wasn't like something, you know, he knew this was God's plan. Priesthood was God's way to get us back to that intimate relationship. And that's what David did. He established priesthood, which all the priests were dead. And here comes David dressed as a priest now saying no. <laughs> He's saying no. I'm establishing priesthood again because this ark is following me. Now the presence of God is established again in the city because he established priesthood first. And I think that's, once again, that's where we're going. We're going to establish this priesthood so we can, once again, get back to that intimate relationship with Jesus, walking hand in hand. And it's so cool because, like, when David, <laughs> when David became, you know, this thing, coming as king, his first his first mission wasn't to say, hey, let's build like an archery school to get better, you know, archers out there in the war. It wasn't like, hey, let's build a bigger building so we can have, you know, get togethers, so we can have different things together there, you know. He had all the money in the world he could. He could do anything in that city. He could do anything he wanted. And it literally, he was not saying, hey, let's get a better place where we can build better weapons for war. Let's do this so we can build, I don't know, gold, whatever. But what he did, he got 288 singers and 4,000 musicians as priests. And he literally said, let's establish this day and night worship to God, ministering to God. That was his idea because that was God's plan. Saul was king. And he's like, dude, this is my plan all along. See, David was a priest and a king. He wasn't doing it to say, hey, I'm a rebel. You know, I want to break the rules. You got to understand this. I really want you to understand this is that in that time when David was king, dude, you could not be a king and a priest. Like literally, you probably would have died. Or they, I mean, they, seriously. And not just that, his, his idea was everybody come into the presence of God. Everybody has free access. Everybody basically in a sense in that time, David was living in the New Testament saying, we're all priests. We can all boldly come in and love on God. I mean, think about that. That was not okay in that time. That was like, dude, what are you doing? You're going against the law. Like, literally, you're going to die, man. Something's going to happen to you. This is not right. But I believe, though, it just took somebody that knew the dream that God always had. And that was, once again, to be back with one-on-one -on -one relationship with his people. And it took one man, David, to literally, took, to be honest, I believe there was, it wasn't the fact that David did some new, you know, a new trend or something. No, he just, he, he once again dreamed with God. He knew the dreams of God was because he behold him all the time. And he knew the dream that God had. He knew the plan that God always had for his people. And that was to be one, not to win a bunch of wars. That was so he could be one and we can worship together. And that was a, like, seriously, think about that. The first thing David did as king was he went out and got musicians and singers. Like, seriously, you're king and you're going out getting musicians and singers? Like, what is this about? He did it because he was saying, I want to establish the thing that God is longing for and it's priesthood. It's true priesthood. It's about knowing that once again, all of us right now, we're, we're set free because of Jesus. We have this access, come boldly. We have it. Every single day, we can go boldly into the throne room. Every single day we can. Why? Because we're priests and now we're cultivating the land. So now everywhere we do go, we're the garden and we're just going to flourish. People are going to encounter Jesus. 
So just think about that. We're priests. We really are. So real quick, one of the last things, like I said, is just know that I really want to encourage you. I think the thing is that what we're talking about here, me and my wife, are just about knowing you're a garden, knowing you're the place that God just wants to truly just live life in. You know what I mean? You're the one that God wants to dwell with. And how do you do that? You establish priesthood in your life and in your household. You establish, and what is priesthood like I'm saying? A person that ministers to God. You're a person that just sings to God, talks to God, and literally that's what, that's what the Lord wants. You know, the seed is useless. You know, seeds are useless unless they're planted and cultivated. You know, they're useless if they're just in your pocket or just, you know, wherever. They're useless. But I'm telling you, man, there's, they're, they're literally, there's seeds that God wants to plant in you. Seeds of, uh, a seed of just a song, a seed of victory, a seed of just a word. There's seeds that God wants to plant in y'all so we can cultivate it and we can literally create a place, an atmosphere in our homes to see these, these gardens start sprouting up in our life and our home. And that's just what it's about. And like I said, John, if you want to, Pastor John, if you want to come up here and, you know, but that's just what, you know, something we wanted to share, something that was on our hearts. And just to know your royal priesthood, you're called to a staff. That's why if you, we always say this sometimes like David's, you know, there's David's in the land. You know, if you're, if you're David, you have the heart of David, all it's about is establishing priesthood so you can establish the presence. So you can establish his throne here on earth. And that's what it's about. I encourage y'all, the first thing every day of your life is to say, Lord, I always want to make sure <laughs> that I'm bringing your presence with me. I want to make sure that I'm that garden every day, cultivated, a place where you can just dwell, not just for the sake of others encountering you, but so I can encounter you and love you every day. So I can be that place to literally when nothing affects me as much as, you know, I'll be like, man, I used to get angry, I used to get, you know, this, but it doesn't affect me no more. I want to be that place cultivated in that place God wants to walk in. It's priesthood. So like I said, I encourage y'all, start praying priesthood in your life and just getting that stirred up in y'all. But yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, bro. That's good. That's Marissa David.